Welcome, everyone, to the Cardio Seeds podcast. I'm Dr. Svetlana Shimon, your host. Today, we will explore the present and future of American healthcare, discussing ways to optimize the system and improve the well-being of medical professionals. So, if you are with us, let's dive right in and begin this exciting journey together. In today's episode of the Cardio Seeds podcast, I would like to talk about something that is not directly related to lifestyle interventions or even not directly related to the lifestyle medicine per se, but is very much related to our health uh, and especially long-term health consequences. And that is plastic recycling and why it does not work and why it will never work. And thinking about it was basically uh, triggered by me reading the uh, article, an article which is published in The Atlantic by two authors, uh, Judith Ank, E.N., CK, who is a former EPA regional administrator, and now she's the president of um, Beyond Plastics, um, which is, uh, I went on their website and checked their mission. Um, this organization was launched in January 2019, and it's a nationwide project based um, in Vermont, and uh, it's essentially pairs the experience of environmental policy experts with energy and creativity of college students, and it builds a, a, a vibrant and effective anti-plastic movement. So this is how they uh, market themselves. And um, the second author um, is Jan Dell, D-E-L-L, -L, who is a chemical engineer and the founder of the Last Beach Cleanup, which is apparently a volunteer's lead uh, initiative to move from awareness on plastic pollution to a wide-scale action and achievement to eradicate plastic pollution. So I really do not have any reasons not to not to not not uh, to doubt the expertise and knowledge of these two people who have, um, uh, you know, all these credentials, especially uh, the first author who has experience in the Environmental Protection Agency, which is, as we know, an independent executive agency of the United States federal government tasked with environmental protection matters. So, um, from this point in my podcast, I am going to quote this article. And the title of the article is Plastic Recycling Does Not Work and Will Never Work. And again, it was published on May 30th, 2022 in The Atlantic by Judith Ink and Jan Dell. And I am going to take liberties to quote the almost the whole article for you. And I'm not going to do uh, the analysis because 
what I will quote already has a lot of analysis of this situation and implications to our health and possible solutions um, uh, for, uh, you know, uh, the society as a whole and individuals like you and I, what to do about it. So what the authors are seeing in these articles is that we Americans support recycling that um, we do recycle, you know, every week, and we do it almost religiously. But although some materials can be effectively recycled and safely made from recycling content, plastics cannot. Plastic recycling does not work and will never work. The United States in 2021 had a dismal recycling rate of about 5% for post-consumer plastic waste, down from a high 9.5% in 2014, when the U.S. exported millions of tons of plastic waste to China and counted it as recycled, even though much of it wasn't recycled. Recycling in general can be an effective way to reclaim natural material resources. The U.S.'s high recycling rate of paper, which is 68%, proves this point. The problem with recycling plastic lies not with the concept of process, but with material itself. The first problem is that there are thousands of different plastics, each with its own composition and characteristics. They all include different chemical additives and colorants that cannot be recycled together, making it impossible to sort the trillions of pieces of plastic into separate types of processing. For one fast food meal, it can involve many different types of single-use plastic. So, this is one of the reasons why plastic fast food service items cannot be legitimately claimed as recyclable in the United States. Another problem is that the reprocessing of plastic waste, when possible at all, is very wasteful. Plastic is flammable, and the risk of fires at plastic recycling facilities affects neighboring communities, many of which are located in low-income communities or communities of color. Unlike metal or glass, plastics are not inert. Plastic products can include toxic additives and absorb chemicals. And they're generally collected in curbside bins filled with possibly dangerous materials, such as plastic pesticide containers. According to a report published by the Canadian government, toxicity risks in recycled plastic prohibit the vast majority of plastic products and packaging produced from being recycled into food-grade packaging. Yet, another problem is that plastic recycling is simply not economical. 
Recycled plastic costs more than new plastic because collecting, sorting, transporting, and processing plastic waste is exorbitantly expensive. The petrochemical industry is rapidly expanding, which will further lower the cost of new plastic. Despite the stark failure the plastics industry had waged a decades-long campaign to perpetuate the myth that the material is recyclable. This campaign is reminiscent of the tobacco industry's efforts to convince the smokers that filtered cigarettes are healthier than unfiltered cigarettes. Conventional mechanical recycling, in which plastic waste is ground up and melted, had been around for many decades. Now the plastics industry is touting the benefits of so-called chemical recycling, in which plastic waste is broken down using high heat or more chemicals and turned into a low-quality fossil fuel. Well... In 2018, Dow Chemical claimed that the Renewology chemical recycling plant in Salt Lake City was able to reprocess mixed plastic waste from Idaho households through the Hefty Energy Bag program and turn it into diesel fuel. As Reuters exposed in the 2021 investigation, however, all the different types of plastic waste contaminated the pyrolysis process. Today, Idaho burns its mixed plastic waste in cement kerns, resulting in climate warming carbon emissions. This well-documented renewology failure has not stopped the plastic industry from continuing to claim the chemical recycling works for mixed plastics. Chemical recycling is not viable. It has failed and will continue to fail for the same down-to-earth, real-world reasons that the conventional mechanical recycling of plastics had consistently failed. Worse yet, its toxic emissions could cause new harm to our environment, climate, and health. We're not making a case for despair, just the opposite. We need the facts so that the individual and policymaker can take concrete actions. Proven solutions to the U.S.'s plastic waste and pollution problems exist and can be quickly replicated across the country. These solutions include enacting bans on single-use plastic bags and unrecyclable single-use plastic food service products, ensuring widespread access to water refilling stations, installing dishwashing equipment in schools to allow students to eat food on real dishes rather than single-use plastics, and switching meals on wheels and other meal delivery programs from disposables to reusable dishware. If the plastic industry is following the tobacco industry's playbook, it may never 
admit to the failure of plastic recycling. Although we may not be able to stop them from trying to fool us, we can pass effective laws to make real progress. Single-use plastic bans reduce waste, save taxpayer money spent on disposal and cleanup, and reduce plastic pollution in the environment. Consumers can put pressure on companies to stop filling store shelves with single-use with single-use plastics by not buying them and instead choosing reusables and products in better packaging. And we should all keep recycling our paper, boxes, cans, and glass because that actually works. This is the end of the quote of this article. It was written in the Atlantic by Judith Enk, who is a former EPA regional administrator and the presenter and the president, I'm sorry, of Beyond Plastics, and also is a visiting professor at Bennington College and co-authored by Jan Dell, who is a chemical engineer and the founder of The Last Beach Cleanup. And this is the end of this episode of the Cardia Seeds podcast. It was your host, Dr. Svetlana Shemon. I am a lifestyle cardiology consultant and coach and double board certified preventive cardiologist from the suburbs of Philadelphia. Thank you for listening and goodbye.